0: are we recording? Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to this special solo, yeah, two in a row, can you believe it, edition of the Media Boat Podcast. Hello, my name is Matt, just me this week. Mike is enjoying himself in Kauai on his lovely honeymoon. Congratulations, uh, newly married as of last Saturday. Uh, He will be back next week to join us for another episode but for now it's just me for episode 202 of the media boat podcast if you do not know what the media boat podcast is we are a show giving you the newest news and thoughts about movies television video games and music not necessarily for in that order uh, but some order thereof uh since it's just me this will probably be a pretty quick one so let's get right into it We always start the show with movies, and we always start the movies section with a weekend box office numbers. And your number one movie this week, Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, $31 million debut. Uh, That's uh, sitting at $37 uh, million domestic total as of today. These are uh, current numbers as of Wednesday. Um, Yeah, Um, no surprise there. I mean, it's got big names in it. It's had a marketing push. I heard it almost every day on the radio, an ad for it. So yeah, well, number one, that makes sense. Coming in at number two, last week's number one, Midway, um, went with another $8.5 million, adding to a $36 million total. Number three, Charlie's Angel, still puttering about with only $8.4 million. Uh, yeah, really, really bad debut. Uh, definitely disappointing. Number four, Playing with Fire, $8.3 million, adding to a $26 million uh, domestic total for uh, John Cena and company. And rounding out your top five, Last Christmas, with another $6 million, adding to a $23 million domestic total. Of course, this is all uh, child's play when you're coming to next week, because a couple of major releases this weekend... Of course the mi- the most notable being Frozen 2 uh, sequel to Disney's Frozen. I'm excited excited to watch this one. Um, A beautiful day in the neighborhood also out this weekend. that's uh, the um, Mr. Rogers uh, biopic uh, with uh, Tom Hanks. And then also something called 21 Bridges, and I'm not sure what that is, and Mike's not here to tell me. So, there you go. (laughs) Moving on, that's it for the box office. Uh, Yeah, number one, it's frozen. I don't have to tell you that, but we'll check back in next week. On to movie news. Our first story here is, uh, for all you Trekkies out there, or Trekkers, you know, People have their preferences. Uh, the next Star Trek movie. Uh, so in the main Star Trek franchise, and that is, of course, the ones Chris Pine and company, uh, it's been announced that uh, Fargo and Legion creator Noah Howley has been tapped right and direct. Uh, plot details are being kept under wraps. Sources tell uh, uh, that the, apparently the, the main cast will return that being Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Carl Urban, and Zoe Saldana. Uh, J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot is still producing, and Howley is also producing through his 26 Keys production banner. Uh, This will serve as the fourth movie in the series, and is separate from that other Star Trek movie that Paramount is developing with Quentin Tarantino, so don't get it confused. In other movie news, on the flip side uh, from Paramount, you have Warner Brothers, and of course, they just had a huge success with Joker, uh, becoming now the the highest grossing R-rated film in history. Uh, Well, now uh, there's talks, early, early, early talks, to have a follow-up to that movie. Apparently, Warner Brothers film chief uh, Toby Emmerich has met with the writer and director Todd Phillips, and co-writer Scott Silver, to explore possible ideas for a sequel. Uh, Insiders caution, though, that the talks are preliminary, no deal is in place, no storyline has been decided upon, and no script is currently being written. Uh, Phillips is also eager to make sure that any follow-up meets the artistic level of the original. His words, not mine. Which garnered strong reviews, of course, and Oscar buzz for starring Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Phillips was initially pretty clear that he saw Joker as being a one-off, Insider shot down reports that Warner Brothers and DC were talking about having him do origin stories for other comic book characters. Uh, any Joker follow-up will take years to pull off, and DC has a busy slate already. In the coming years, the studio will release Wonder Woman 1984, Matt Reeves as the Batman uh, with Robert Pattinson, Black Adam starring Dwayne Johnson, and. Uh, Margot Robbie's uh, Birds of Prey, not to mention that sequel to Suicide Squad that's been brewing for a little bit. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see if that happens. That's it for movie news. I did not see any movies this week, so we can move right along into television. Hey, clocking. This one's going to be a quick show, guys. Uh, so first up off te- uh, I usually start the television section with sports, but our sports guy isn't here, so I'm gonna leave that for uh, y'all to figure out. but uh, from what I can gather is uh, football is still they're still playing football out there. Hockey basketball also still happening. Uh, what exactly is happening in those things? who can say? <laughs> Moving on. Television news, we do have a couple of uh, quick television uh, news bits for you. First of all, in in, uh, sitcom news, NBC has announced a new untitled sitcom that is uh, being uh, produced by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, the duo that gave you 30 Rock and, more recently, the unbreakable Kenny Schmidt over on Netflix. They are now making another show for NBC. Uh, this will star holly hunter and ted danson series is about a wealthy businessman uh played by Dance, danson of course who runs for mayor of los angeles but for all the wrong reasons ha <laughs> ha once he wins he has to figure out what he stands for gain the respect of his staff and connect with his teenage daughter all while humanely controlling the coyote population that's a twist hunter will uh, play Arpy, a longtime liberal councilwoman. Having dedicated her life to the betterment of Los Angeles, she makes no secret to her disdain for the newly elected mayor, whom she considers unqualified, sexist, and too tall to be trusted. So, um, yeah, seems interesting, uh, premise-wise. Uh, kind of a, um, a, a twist on current events and some um, people that you may have in mind when you think about modern politics. Um... Ted Danson, of course, will be coming off of the final season of The Good Place. And so, yeah, absolutely give him another starring vehicle. I'm 100% for this. Um, uh, Besides that, though, yeah, uh, nothing but good news here. Moving on. Our second story in television has to do with the Game Show Network. I mean, who amongst us uh, hasn't spent a sick afternoon with their apparent digital cable? Uh, subscription and uh, just watch old episodes of uh, Family Feud in Hollywood Squares, always fun. Uh, so yeah, GSN, you know they have a they have an audience, but uh, Sony Pictures uh, is uh, banking on that being a uh, lucrative enterprise going forward because they bought out AT and T's minority interest in Game Show Network for about five hundred million dollars. It was bas- basically down to the two of them. The deal makes Sony the sole owner of GSN, AT&T had owned 42% of the company with the telecom guy, with which the telecom giant inherited with their purchase of DirecTV back in 2015. AT&T has been on a mission this year to pay down the $180 billion debt left by its acquisitions of DirecTV and Time Warner. AT&T's debt stands at about $154 billion. Now, according to its third quarter earnings report last month, so yeah, I mean, uh, say what you will about corporate consolidation, but uh, having the game show network under one uh, house, I guess you could say, may uh, help it pop up in more op- more more shows. Also, maybe get some sort of like video game uh, content on there. That would be really interesting for them to do, and they could use PlayStation branding. Maybe we'll see. That's it for television news, so we get rolling right into cancellations and renewals. Lots of renewals this week. Uh, ABC in particular went ahead with their game shows. Hey, what a segue. Celebrity Family Feud is getting a sixth season. $100,000 Pyramid, fifth season. To Tell the Truth, a fifth season. Match Game, a fifth season. And Card Sharks and Press Your Luck will both be getting a second season. Meanwhile on Netflix uh, Black Summer will be getting a second season. Showtime is bringing back to life for a second season. Ahead of its premiere Amazon is already ordering a second season of their Lord of the Rings show. The Kelly Clarkson show which is currently syndicated is going to be getting given the second season. Meanwhile on Hulu Runaways the uh, Marvel uh, comics based show will end after its third season on Hulu. Amazon will be cancelling Goliath after its fourth season. But NBC, defying all odds, back is bringing back Brooklyn Nine-Nine for a eighth season ahead of its seventh season premiere very soon. All right, moving on into the music section here because we're done with television. I know, that was fast, huh? We have the Billboard Hot 100, which is your singles chart, which is how we always start the music section. Your number one song in the nation right now is Someone You Loved uh, by Louis Capaldi, number one for the second week. Followed up by Circles by Post Malone at number two, Senorita by Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello at number three, Good as Hell by Lizzo, uh, moving up and replacing Truth Hurts. Uh, at number four and number five memories by maroon five your billboard 200 your albums chart number one this week what you see is what you get by luke combs which uh, mike talked about last week on the cast number two hollywood's bleeding by post malone three al young boy two by young boy never broke again number four over it by summer walker and coming in at number five lover by taylor swift new releases this week i don't know what you're listening to but here are the new releases first up ballet slippers by animal collective hyperspace by beck cotillions by billy corgan everyday life by coldplay that is their uh, double album reflections by hannah diamond lost and found that's two s's two n's by harry Nilsson. Nine by Jason Aldean. I'm sure uh, Mike will probably listen to that by next week. Thanks for the Dance, a posthumous album from Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen, sorry. And Who by The Who. There you go. Those are your new releases. Into Music News. First up, the biggest music news story, of course, was today's Grammy nominations, bright and early in the morning. The Grammys now announced the 2020 nominations. Uh, There's a new class in town. Three newcomers, Lizzo, Billy English, and Lil Nas X, are all top nominees for the 2020 awards, with eight, six, and six uh, nominations, respectively, for each of them. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Ariana Grande, her and Elish's brother and musical collaborator, Phineas O'Connell, are following that with five each, making 11 total nominations for Billie Eilish's Family. Eight artists, including Beyoncé, J. Cole, Yola, and Radiohead's Tom York, have four each. Surprises this year include two nods, each for veteran indie act Bon Iver, alt pop singer Lana Del Rey, and R&B singer Her in the main categories. And although Taylor Swift is up for three Grammys, including Song of the Year for Lover, the album did not get an Album of the Year nod. However, Lil Nas X's 7 EP did. Yeah, that's a weird one. I, I went. If you would have asked me uh, before the nominations hit uh, if I thought Taylor had a chance to win, I would have said yes. But to not even be nominated for Album of the Year is quite a move. And I'm not sure if this is, you know, uh, backroom industry dealings or whether they just don't think it's good enough. Whatever it may be, it's definitely a questionable choice. Speaking of Taylor Swift, the AMAs and Taylor Swift have been on a lot of people's minds this week as there was some drama going on between Taylor and the program, or more specifically, Taylor and her old management and the program. Earlier in the week, Taylor basically. Uh, said to social media that uh, she wasn't able to do a uh, career-spanning medley for the upcoming AMAs because she was being barred from performing her older material by Scooter Braun. Um, whether or not uh, this was true or not, this was definitely uh, credible, considering the history of their their relationship. Basically, Taylor's excuse was that playing old songs on the AMAs would designate that as a re-recording of her material, which I guess she had made contractually with uh, him. Uh, she, she's not able to do that until a, ye- a year has passed or something. So basically, uh, the Taylor Swift fan force activated, and everybody uh, was basically saying, arguing for her to have control of her music and kind of rallying behind her for this. Uh, And in a confusing series of conflicting statements this past Monday, the entity known as Big Machine Records, now owned by Scooter Braun, claimed it had reached an agreement with Dick Clark Productions, uh, the production company that runs the AMAs, that would indeed allow Taylor Swift to perform songs from her stint with the label, uh, which was a key point in the public dispute, of course, only to have the show producer, Dick Clark Productions, deny that any such agreement had been reached. So up until even today, we're not 100% sure uh, whether this medley will be able to happen or whether she'll have to focus on new material. It seems really unclear, uh, but come uh, when the AMA's uh, uh, air, I guess we'll find out, or maybe Taylor will tell us herself, as she is now suddenly very comfortable doing. We will see. That's it for uh, music news, which means, hey, last segment, boys. And girls and whoever's everyone out there. Video games. And we start video games with new releases. Just two this week. Just two real quick ones. Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts uh, for PlayStation Xbox and PC. And a Civilization 6 for PlayStation Xbox. Uh, so get ready for uh, Endless, Endless Civilization on console. And moving into video game news, we start with a little bit of the Bits. The Bits. But guess what? It isn't just any regular Bits. This is Bits from XO19, a Microsoft special um, Xbox presentation that they had last week. So this was, um, is a show that they classically have done for the Xbox console over the course of all three of them. Uh, But um, more and more sparing these days, but they brought it back for the Xbox one. Usually it's a blip on the radar Usually they don't have a lot of huge announcements, but this time Microsoft had a lot to show First up, they made some big announcements for Game Pass including that the entire Final Fantasy series Well at least the um, more modern uh, Final Fantasy games are coming to Xbox Game Pass So people who are already subscribers will be able to jump back into those classics Halo Reach is coming to PC finally on December 3rd, alongside with the Master Chief Collection coming to PC Game Pass. Microsoft is set to launch their xCloud, a screaming, screaming, (laughs) not a screaming service. That would be very terrible. A streaming service, xCloud streaming service in 2020. And uh, guess what? PS4 controllers uh, will be supported for this, along with uh, PC streaming on your computer. So, yeah, they've got a whole lot of plans uh, coming for the xCloud service on the way. Uh, the Life is, Str- Life is Strange developer Don't Nod unveiled a new mystery game for Xbox called Tell Me Why. Uh, this is notable uh, because one of the characters featured will be transgender. Uh, they made a big point to say that they are working with GLAAD and have um, consultants uh, working closely with the team to make sure that the depiction and presentation of the trans character is done carefully and um, correctly. So, um, exciting. Uh, it'll be the first video game to have a, a main character be trans. Uh, Rare, uh, classic developer of, uh, of games such as Banjo-Kazooie, and more recently Sea of Thieves, has announced their new project, Everwild, an exclusive for Xbox, uh, probably ne- the next Xbox, and uh, Windows 10 PCs. It uh, looks like kind of a Breath of the Wild-esque uh, exploration game. So, uh, hey, that's somebody's jam. And uh, we got a word on the first Obsidian Project exclusive to, Expo- uh, to Microsoft. It's called Grounded, and it looks like it's a survival game where you are a very, very, very small person um, uh, hanging out with a bunch of uh, bugs on the ground and stuff. So uh sounds impossible, so count me out of that one. Next up in video game news, this one, uh, typically we wouldn't report on a VR game being announced that seems like pretty small potatoes, but in this case, when it's Valve and when it's called Half-Life, kind of have to report it. Two years and nine months after announcing that Valve would build three full-length VR games, uh, a number that Valve software has historically never been able to count to before, and uh, one of the most exciting announcements in VR short history, The company has finally announced today Half-Life colon Alex, the first new game in the acclaimed Half-Life series in well over a decade. No details beyond the tweet uh, about this, so no story, no, it's unclear whether this is a follow-up to the story of uh, Half-Life 2 Part 2, uh, Episode 2, sorry, uh, or anything, any connection to that besides the fact that Alex is a character in it. Um, all we know is that this, uh, Valve software account that was established back in June, uh, tweeted it. Uh, clearly though, it says, they'll say, they said that we'll be learning more on Thursday, uh, so tomorrow, uh, upon this recording. Presumably from that social media account at 10 o'clock in the morning. So, uh, get ready for 10 o'clock on Thursday the, 22nd. 21st? 22nd. 21st. Uh, And uh, for more information about Half-Life colon Alex for VR. And that's it for video game news. So uh, I figured that I'll be brief here with um, my thoughts. I do have thoughts because, of course, Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, launched this week. I have been playing it nonstop. Um, I have lots of things to talk about. I kind of want to wait until I have a back and forth with Mike to go into real in-depth with it. So what I'll say here is that I'm enjoying it. I think they're very good. It's a very good version of Pokemon. It takes advantage of the things you'd want the Switch to take advantage of. It looks cool. Uh, the battles are pretty crazy looking. Um, customization aspect uh, options are through the roof compared to the last two generations. Uh, I like the new Pokemon designs. I like the quality of life improvements that they've made. I think all of the concerns that kind of Mike went over last week about the um, uh, the frame rate being locked and like uh, moves not being ported over, you know, ultimately the average Pokemon player is not going to care about that stuff. Only the most hardcore of the hardcore are going to care about the things that they've um, kind of left by the wayside here. So, in my opinion, I think these are really, really good. Versions of Pokemon, and I think um, it's certainly the most um, fascinated I've been in a, with a Pokemon game since X and Y. Uh, Sword, and Sh- I mean, Sun and Moon, they were good, but they just didn't have that spark uh, that these games do. And uh, yeah, I'm loving every second of it so far. Like I said, we'll go more in, in in depth with it probably next week when I have someone to bounce off things off of. Uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying it, I will be playing more. So that will do it because that is it for uh, video games, which means that's it for the Media Boat podcast. So thanks for the download. Thanks for listening to this audio only version this week, solo cast. We will back be back with a regular live, uh, possibly live, actually, probably recorded, uh, considering t- next week is uh, Thanksgiving week here in the US of A. Uh, So, yeah, we'll probably do a recorded show again next week, but I will have Mike with me. Uh, We'll get something in the can for you, I'm sure. uh, That'll go up on Thanksgiving for you. But, yeah, uh, if you want to uh, tune in live the next time we do a live uh, presentation, you can go to YouTube, search Media Boat Podcast on there, find our channel. Like, subscribe, click the bell, and you'll get notifications when we go live though it's typically on Wednesday nights at around 6.30 uh, p.m. Pacific Time. If you want to listen to us in audio form, you can do so by searching for us on Apple Podcasts or uh, any similar RSS feed-driven podcast service. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us there. You can download an archive of our old shows as well. You can go to uh, at Media Boat uh, Cast on Twitter if you want to see us. Uh, post about our shows there media boat podcast on facebook just search that and you'll find our page comment there for uh to get feedback from us we're more than happy to give feedback let me tell you you can also email us directly if you have any questions comments uh things that are on your mind uh suggestions uh mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com is that address if you want to send us an email and if you want to help us out with money uh to uh, make this show even better uh, you can donate to us on patreon.com mediaboat as little as a dollar a month is enough to get us on uh get you on our good list uh, so yeah consider donating today and uh yeah that'll do it for this episode so we'll be back with number 203 uh, next week so anticipate that in the meantime i'm gone have a good week bye